All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Third Banner Pod. I have with me today, I have Ross, I have Connor. We have a lot to talk about, gentlemen. How are you all? Doing great. Doing great. It's Wednesday. We're on the back half of the week. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, Well, one thing that never ends is recruiting. So there is no end of the week for them. And uh, I know there's been a lot of basketball recruiting news and I have mixed feelings about all of it because as soon as I start to feel like we're not in on anybody, all of a sudden a name comes out of left field and it's a big name, but then you don't know how serious it is or how serious it, or how not so serious it is, depending on who it is and the situation. Uh, I know the staff likes to keep tight lip about who they're recruiting. And so we have to get what little breadcrumbs we can, but, uh, We've all heard the the most recent name, I think, that everyone's hearing is Mackenzie Mabako. I think I'm saying that right. Okay. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Mabako? I, I don't know. Mabako. Mbako, maybe. Mbako. Yeah, you're right. Mbako. Mackenzie Mbako out of Duke is a guy that Nolan Smith has been in on for a, a long time now. And Let's rephrase that. He's a He's a high school kid that's getting out of his NLI to Duke. Right, right. So, yeah, leaving Duke. But uh, nonetheless, Nolan has been somebody that recruited him from the beginning, took this job. There were rumors last offseason that we were going to make a hard push for him in the 23 class. Nothing really came out of that. He committed to Duke not long after Kenny Payne took the job. And that was that. And I thought we would never hear his name again associated with Louisville. But there are a lot of preliminary reports I know I get nervous when you're first. What I'm starting to learn, and I know it's not a portal player, but I feel like the first team that leads is, is very rarely the team that ends up landing them. So I hope that's not the case. He's de- technically not a portal player, so there's hope. Uh, the first, the first, I call it the first curse. So the first team that's leading usually doesn't land them. But uh, Arkansas probably has another 25, 30 scholarships left they can uh, hand out. So, you know, you always got to watch them. But, Ross, what are you thinking, man? What do you think our chances are? And, and what do you think about the fit? Um, you know, you you kind of hit the, the nail on the head there. Uh, it does seem that you would rather be one of the, like, the people kind of almost pulling up the rear. You want to get that last visit, um, you know. But at the same time, I feel like, I feel like, you know, a lot of times with the portal, and again, this isn't a portal situation, but it's, it, it is similar um, with it being so late uh, in the, the process with a high school kid and asking out of their uh, NLI deal, um, I mean, uh, their national letter intent, I'm sorry, NLI, NIL, you know, so, so many awesome. similar acronyms, but um, him trying asking out of his uh, national letter intent, um, you – a lot of times when you see kids hit the portal, they have a destination already, you know, already, they've already got a a destination where they're going before they even put their name in the portal. You know, it's, it's what's best for them. Um, So you kind of hope that, 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 that this situation is like that. Um, I really, really hope that it is like that. The kid is very talented. Uh, Got a lot of size, um, I like him as a three, you know, uh, Lord knows we need, we need about three more of those. Um, 
So, you know, I, I like the kid a lot. I mean, he, he instantaneously makes your roster a, a lot, lot better, um, at least from a talent level. So he, he's got he, – he seems to really be able to shoot it um, from beyond the arc. Absolutely. Seems to be able to score it at all three levels. And he looks like he's probably a pretty decent defender too. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, he, we definitely – we definitely could use him. Is this one uh, comparable to Paolo Vancaro? I mean, you know, I'm just kind of somebody else said it earlier. I'm kind of seeing more of a Cam Reddish there. He can he can shoot it. You know, that I always thought that that was Cam's best trait. Honestly, was he was a great shooter for somebody six nine. You know, or however tall he was. I don't remember. Was it was it Mbako or Kayla Foster that came to that softball thing? Caleb Foster. Yeah. Isn't there a rumor that he's trying to get out too? Nah, that, that comes up about I feel like once every four months, somebody brings him up and says, what's going on with Caleb Foster? I'm hearing rumblings. But last we heard from a recruiting guy that, you know, talks to us sometimes in the Discord, he doesn't sound like he is going to waver from Duke. So we need to probably put our eggs in the – Mbako basket, and uh, yeah, I'd love to have Caleb Foster. That'd be great, but I don't think we're gonna get that lucky. Yeah, I mean, lucky to get one of them. Never, never say never. Never I won't say say never. never. I just, I don't think we're going to get that. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, I'm kind of saying why Duke can shoot. Mbako can shoot the rock, man. Like I'm not one of those that thinks he's a guard, and we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that conversation, uh, but. He would absolutely be a terrific ad. I feel like he's like a upgrade. He's the he's the software update of Jalen Withers. That's what I think he is. Yeah. Like Jalen, it's like the Wish version. He's like the Amazon Prime version of Jalen. Uh, Couch House, how you doing, buddy? Good to see you back. Haven't seen you in a while. Trevor, good to see you as always. Oh God! Anyone see Kevin Durant in the? <laughs> Okay, I'm going to assume that's a – because we joke about it in the Discord all the time that everybody gets compared to Kevin Durant. So if it's not a joke, I apologize. But no, no, I don't, don't see Kevin Durant. Um, I, I would love to say I do. I've seen Kevin Durant a total of one time in my life, and it was Kevin Durant. Uh, yeah. The closest thing I would – the closest thing to Kevin Durant would be a Tracy McGrady to me, but he's not as tall as, as – Kevin Durant. What about Trenton Flowers? No, no, that that <laughs> one's out there a lot. Uh, no, no, and Trenton Flowers could be a very good player for us, but no, a lot of a lot of Kevin Durant's out there, and and I'm not seeing it. Uh, a lot of people see Kevin Durant and everybody, and I see nobody except Kevin Durant and Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the he's a Durantula for for a reason. Yeah. I'd love to – I mean, you land one of him, he can play. You talk about positionless basketball. Now, that's a guy that he can play any position you yeah, want. Yeah, that's – yeah, um, that's – So, I guess that kind of gets me into that, though. So, obviously, Mbako would be huge. I, I I look at him as a stretch four. I do not look at him as a guard. I've already seen that, that conversation starting. <laughs> and I'm starting to think I'm crazy. And I kind of was dreading this podcast in a way because – I'm, I feel like we're kind of, or at least I, I feel like I am on the outside looking in when it comes to this stuff. Um, I, I saw, a, I think it was Rashawn Myers 
and I don't always agree with what he writes, but he said something about this is our roster next year, and it was one guard and about seven or eight forwards and two centers. And I, I could I looked at the comments to see what people thought about him putting that, and everybody was just slamming the guy. It was like, hey, positionless basketball. Don't you understand? Like Trenton Flowers is a guard, and and uh, they were naming other oh. Mike James is a guard. Like these guys I'm sorry, are. Somebody said Mike James is the one. Yeah, somebody said Mike James would be playing a point guard. I saw that, uh, and they were like, "If he wants," and if, they even said, "If he wants to make the NBA, he needs to play the point guard." I'm like, "He's not going to make the G League playing point guard," and that doesn't mean Mike James isn't a great player. He's a three to me. Yeah, and that's, that's my that's question. A, that's a guy. very that's a very unfair. Uh, I don't even know what to call that. It's a hurdle, or I mean, it's just a—it's an unfair expectation. It's not—it's not his game. It's not his skill set. Right. No, and and that's what I'm going to ask you guys. Am I crazy? Because I mean, Rashawn got killed for saying that. Like everybody was like, "You don't—you're just negative. You don't—you don't want Louisville basketball to succeed." And I'm looking. I'm like, did did they not? Do they not remember last year? I'm not trying to be negative, but I can't lie either. Like, I don't yeah, think right. we have enough guards. So I don't. I, just, I think we have one guard on the roster. And I'm not one that thinks you have to necessarily go, like, buy the book and have exactly this amount of guards, exactly this amount of power forwards, small forwards. And there is a little bit of, of interchangeable ability. But I don't think Trenton Flowers is a guard at all, based on everything I've seen. Uh, I've watched a lot of film on him. He has a very high dribble, does not have a quick first step. And that's okay because he has things he can do as a small forward that a lot of people cannot do. And that's, I guess, where I'm kind of frustrated because I'm looking at the talent we're bringing in and I'm like, man, these guys in the right position that utilizes their skill sets, I think they would be great. But I'm afraid and, and I'm, I'm just getting kind of nervous because we're getting down to the home stretch again. I'm afraid we're going to end up with Sky Clark as a guard, and then we're going to try to convince the fan base, the skeptical ones of us, that you know these other guys can play guard, and, and they're, they're going to be great. And to me, that's going to take a lot of, of learning, a lot of development. I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I'm not, I'm not seeing it. And so, and I think that so. that's a disservice to some of these guys, like Trent yeah. Flowers. I think it's an absolute disservice for him to be a guard out there trying to create off the dribble, penetrating the lane from the top of the key or bring the ball up the court, initiating the offense, creating for others. I'm not saying you can't do that in small spurts, but to rely on that. And then uh, Mike James, we saw how much of a liability, especially on defense. And that's something these people don't talk about either. When, when I think of these guards playing opposition, I'm not just talking about offense. And we saw the abysmal assist-to-turnover ratio last year. We had problems down low. I know the big men were a problem, too. We had problems all across the board. But I think it started with not having enough ball handlers. I think that was a big thing. But then when I looked at the defense, it was just out of control how many times people just blew past our guys because they couldn't keep up. And I don't know if, if you, you guys call that or if you guys agree or not. And if Mike James is at the one, that's going to happen every possession. Every time. But yeah. I, pull, I pulled up for Sean's tweet. It's point guard, small forward, small forward, small forward, small forward, power forward, power forward, power forward, power forward, 
center, currently recruiting, power forward, power forward. Yeah, look, look at the responses. He's getting absolutely – I mean, there's not a single person that's like, yeah, man, I'm with you. It's a bunch the of people saying response, crazy. The second response is those JUCO YouTube games of Coron Davis, he's playing point guard. If Mike James wants a shot at the NBA, he has to play the point guard. He has NBA size for that position. Oh, he has shooting guard size. Um, You're telling me Steph Curry's going to play the two? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think he could play. uh, To me, positionless basketball, to me, I don't know. You know, there's a lot more people that know basketball better than I do. But, like, positionless basketball to me means where – you have guys that can kind of almost really vary in between two positions, not like one through four, you know, they can do it really, really well, like a two slash a three or a three slash a four, you know, they've got certain uh, skill sets that allow them to be able to to do both to, to create uh, mismatches. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think that Mike James guarding, somebody you know guard you know kenny likes to play a lot of man like mike james is going to have a hard time keeping the other team's number one point guard in front of him um you let's know, use this to- example right here if l ellis transfers to nc state and we're playing l ellis and mike james is at the one out of 10 possessions how many times is mike james staying in front of l ellis i think he could do it probably 25 percent of the time but of that 25% of the time, he's probably going to get called for a foul, half of those. You know what I mean? It's it's like so the the, the success of that matchup is not going to be great. And, you know, what we see a lot today in basketball, too, um, is a lot of switching off of screens. And you see uh, coaches run sets for their uh, lead guards, um, and try to draw out a big man out there. And that's what we're going to have apparently a ton of. We're going to have a ton of fours and fives. And they're going to, I mean, coaches are going to pick up on that extremely fast. You know, they're going to use your size against you. Mm-hmm. And they're and they're going to run probably, you end up with a lot of possessions where the other team is late in the shot clock and they're going to get one-on-one possessions and they're going to end up, they're going to either get a, a good basket from a kick out uh, after the guard breaks down the big man off the dribble, or they're going to get fouled and get to the line. And it's going to be frustrating. I mean, I don't, it's, this isn't, you know, this isn't rocket science. I mean, you need, you need more than one or two guards on a team. I agree that there, there can be something called positionless basketball. Okay. But you have to have, we've talked about it on this pod before you have to have guys that fill niches and that, that talent has to be able to work together. So what you're really talking about is roster balance and um, roster management. And to me, I'm happy as hell about the, the talent upgrade. I mean, there's nothing to complain about there. Like the, the talent is definitely being upgraded on this roster, but it's a lot of the same, types of talent and some of the talent might be better than some of the others you know it's like i i I just don't know you're gonna end up with a lot of guys that could be serviceable as as role players that aren't even going to get to play at all because they're going to get absolutely buried and then your roster is still unbalanced you know Mm -hmm. it's just like i it doesn't make 
to me, it doesn't make a lot of sense. So mm-hmm. our backup, our backup point guards, a walk on Hersey Miller. Well, well, the argument I'm going to argue for the other side. The argument is these guys can all play guard. Like, uh, let's see, Mike James can play guard. Trenton Flowers can play guard. Curtis Williams, I've seen that he can play guard. Caleb Glenn can play guard. Coron Davis can play guard. That's the argument. Is that like all? And I've seen some people go as far as saying, you know, what's a guard really do besides bring the ball up? And I facilitate. I don't know. That's what I'm trying to see. Am I just losing my mind? Because a lot of people, especially on social media, I mean, a lot of people, if you say, hey, I'd like to see a couple more natural guards, at least one more, like they freak out. Like, what do you mean? We have those already. And I guess the way I look at the class right now, as it's currently constructed, the talent is astronomical. Kenny Payne gets credit for even landing a high school class like this after a disastrous season. I mean, that that's impressive. Yeah. But you still have to land guys that can complement each other. And, and that's the thing. Like, I could land, for example, and this would be completely ridiculous, but I could land 14 players that are all five stars and they're all centers. Now, there's probably not 14 five-star centers, but let's say I go on a portal and I land all these stud centers from other places, and now I've got a bunch of centers on the team. That's a very extreme example. But my point is they do not complement each other. And so, yeah, is it that bad? No. But my point is you can't just say look at the talent and say the talent's great. It all just works itself out. And I'm my fear, and my fear is that the people saying that are saying that because – we're not going to get any more guards. And that's their next rationalization. Like, hey, we can use these guys. Well, well we tried that last well, year. Were the players as talented? Yeah, they were not. But, but I mean, the assist to turnover ratio was awful, and they couldn't keep up on defense. And we'll just get a, a slightly better version of that with upgraded talent that's also young. So I don't know, guys. I don't know. I'm, I'm not in on the whole that's, we don't need any more guards already. That's Well, and I'll, I'll say two things, okay? One, okay, one, that's, a, that's absolutely correct. That is the exact – that's the exact straw that people, a lot of us that had hope last year, went to after we messed, missed out on all the, the guard prospects that they were targeting. It's like, okay, well, you know, it's going to work itself out. And as things go on, they're going to, you know, they're going to adjust into these roles and they're going to be able to do it. They couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Secondly, I will say this. If landing a guard is not all that important and it's all about positionless basketball, then why are we coveting guys like Tyler Perry? Why are we coveting guys like Caleb Love or uh, what was his name? Minifield. Uh, yeah, Minifield or um, – you know why are we why are we coveting? Who was the kid that went to to Michigan that was rumored to be going to IU? Caleb Love, Love, or this Caleb Foster kid? Like why are we coveting those players then? Why was it such a big deal to get Sky Clark if it's all about positionless basketball? Okay, right. it, it, that 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 that's that is it doesn't that doesn't work that way. It's it doesn't make sense, and people should be. You, it's okay to be excited about the talent upgrade, but it's also okay to be critical and be worrisome about the roster balance and the roster management as it's as it's looking. Like, you know, we still have we still have some time. It's not May yet, but I want to I piggyback mean, off that because you made a good point. 
And that's what I noticed on social media. Okay, so listen, if you're watching this and you've been in these debates about the guards and the not guards and all the, the, the typical Kenny Payne, is it going to work, is it not? You can have, you are not always all positive or all negative if you disagree. You can think that Kenny Payne is doing a good job upgrading the talent and give him credit for that and think that we are in a, a, a better situation overall. But you can also think that the roster as it's constructed, and if that continues to be the way that we construct the roster, is not enough based on how it's constructed, based on how the pieces fit together. You can have both of those thoughts. One of them is a more positive thought of, hey, you know, good job. Kudos to you. You're landing dudes after a terrible season. But then there's also, you can also have the thought that, hey, we need more complementary pieces that can handle the ball, create for others, uh, hot, positive assist to turnover ratio. Like you can have both of those thoughts. You don't have to think either everybody can be a guard and you're positive or you just complain all the time because you want a guard. So you're negative. Like that is not, that is not it. Or yeah, let's, let's expand our minds a little bit and realize that two things can be true at the same time. Yeah, or you, you can be, you can be happy with the top five recruiting class. And you can also still be frustrated that he went four and 28. The, those two are not mutually exclusive. Right. Like, right. Tron, you got to let it go, man. Oh, Keyshawn my God. No. <laughs> <laughs> Tron is on the Keyshawn Hall fan club. He's a stan. He is standing Keyshawn, and he's doing it to troll us because he's another one that was like a guy everybody was claiming was going to be a guard, but he was really, a to me, a stretch four who had good like, ball handling skills for a four. Yeah. Hey, Dalton, how's it going? Good to see you in here. Deep hints. Uh, yeah, Hall oh, ain't it. Well, Hall's not coming here anyway, so you guys yeah. don't have to worry. Tron's just trolling. He, I mean, it, it, the Tron thing the is, legacy. I call him Tron the troll. <laughs> we we saw this. This this is the same thing that we saw with Bobby 2.0. We're like, hell yeah, we got another really talented, uh, uh, you know, receiver. Uh, receiver <laughs> but where the hell is the meat? Where's the O lineman at? You know. Or good, good like comparison. When, yeah, or like very similar. Or how about Satterfield? It's like, mm -hmm. okay, awesome. Like we got another dude, but where the hell are our quarterbacks at? Where right. Quarterback. Like, it's a complete. It's a complete. Like you got, and it's not that you have to get a perfect. Like it's not like well, if you don't get four guards, you're going to be terrible. But right. I mean, my God, if you don't get more than one, like we had last year, and could very well have this year, it's like yeah, okay, we've got a lot of nice pieces. It, it's equivalent in football of if you had a bunch of great receivers and a terrible quarterback that couldn't pass them the ball. That's almost what it reminds me of. It's not quite, you know, it's not, a, it's an apples and oranges comparison, but you get what I'm saying. It's like in all court. sports, in all <laughs> types of sports, you have to work together and you have to have compatible pieces and you all have roles you're good at. And what I don't want to see are guys that are working on things they are not naturally good at while neglecting things they are naturally good at. Because I believe Mike James is a good example of a guy who, if he was used as a three, would have been a lot better for us. That's just my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe he's a better two, but I feel like he was playing out of position. 
I also feel like Jalen Withers was kind of playing more of a ball handling role at the three, and it was a disaster. And I think he's a stretch four, and I think he can be a really good stretch four, and I'm really interested to see what North Carolina does with him after he drops 50 against us because that's our karma. But uh, well, I'm not interested in that. But otherwise, I'm very interested in Hopefully they have interested him dribbling tennis balls because – that guy couldn't. The guy couldn't dribble. Couldn't right. have it in possession without right. dribbling off his leg and and catching eggs to keep his hands soft. And if a yeah. guy can dominate down low, do you really want him just floating around like dribbling behind the back, acting like he's a Harlem Globe trotter out in the top of the key, or do you want him down there banging? I mean, come on. And Man. I mean, we have guys. And I, I'll give you an example. Like in Baco, if we are able to land him which I don't know. It's like, you know, we're, we're in a lead at first, but you know how that goes. We, we got to close on this and there's going to be a lot of suitors, a lot yeah. of suitors. So a guy in Baco, he can, he can shoot the ball. He can be a, a hell of a stretch four. And I'm thinking you get him a couple of guards that can create off the dribble. And, and he is a huge weapon, but if he's out there, the one creating the offense or if the guys that are out there, are guards that aren't really natural guards and, and, and don't have that skill set, they're probably not going to use him in the best way. And so that's what I mean. You know, we need – I would like to see us get another guard, and I'm getting nervous because Tyler Perry – now, the tweet was since deleted, but I think Tipton deleted it out, a bunch of teams that he's going to – he's really he interested in. Well? He's got a couple of visits lined up. He turned around and immediately deleted that tweet. So maybe there's more. Maybe we're not out all the way yet, but it doesn't look good on Tyler Perry. So well, I'm, I'm trying to figure out where we're going to go next. You know, wasn't one of his uh, visits to Arkansas like they have any more scholarships and or playing time? I'm so sick of Arkansas, man. <laughs> yeah, Ar- the the two that got leaked today were uh, Arkansas and Alabama. I think it was so. Or yeah, so and you know and you know one one of our one of our guys in Discord uh, today said that it does look like the the steam starting to pick up that he might follow his coach to Texas Tech, you know, and um, he might uh, he might just be uh, you know doing his due diligence and taking visits, you know. Um, so you, you got to expect that too. My my big worry with the roster we're assembling right now uh, with a lack of ball handlers is you're going to end up with a lot of guys that are on the floor at the same time where the ball's going to be standing still and you're not going to be making the defense move. It's going to be a lot of one-on-one stuff, mm-hmm. you know, because you've got a bunch of bigger players and I'm not saying that they're not mobile and can't break guys down, but like, there's there's things that smaller, you know, quicker, shiftier guards in particular with a skill set like that. The whole point of, of a lot of them is to get defense moving and to keep the ball moving and keep, you know, so the defense is constantly shifting, which is creating open spots on the floor for other players to take advantage of that. You know, that's. I, I don't see that happening with the roster uh, uh, assembly right now, but who knows? You know, we'll we'll see. We're um, going to get Churchill a boss, and he's going to end up playing the one. 
That's a, yeah, it's a good transition, Connor. We're going to talk yeah. about Churchill Boss. But first, let's, I do want to look over these comments. I don't want anybody to feel left out. UVL248 says, got to have creators and shooters the defense has to respect or everybody will be taking tough shots. We saw a lot of that this past year. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's that's what I'm thinking. And social media has me questioning, like, am I – like they're like you're negative if you think that way. Like that's what a lot of people say, and I'm just like you know I'm with you. Not only that, but we got burned so much on defense because actual natural guards just blow right past our guys. They couldn't keep up. Uh, Tron says he sees some Kawhi in Mbako, his calm and under controlled demeanor. Well, that would be great. I would love to take somebody with with even the semblance of Kawhi. The thing that makes Kawhi means, the thing that makes Kawhi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but the thing that makes Kawhi unique to me is that he has a, a long arm span and like you remember those uh Pizza Hut sticky hands you used to be able to get out of quarter machine those big old huge hands you throw them and you like they're like made out yeah. of rubber and you fling them around that's Kawhi Leonard man uh so I don't know. I don't know if Mbako has those kind of sticky hands or not, but uh, aren't his hands bigger than Shaq's? Haven't him Kawhi, and Shaq? But... Kawhi's I mean, hands are like more like Jordan's were. Like MJ had huge hands too, like that. Yeah. Uh, so, speaking of Jordan, what about JUCO Jordan? Ooh, let's let's touch on JUCO Jordan. That's what they're and calling Coron Davis. Yeah, maybe if you, y'all that. don't know. That's, Come on, man. That's Coron Davis, Juco Jordan. All right. You know, Come like, on, man. Like, maybe the kid's good. You know, I mean, I like, I will say, just look, it's hard to find anything on the kid. His, his stat lines are pretty good. I don't know how well I, – I don't think that the JUCO ranks are quite what they used to be, you know, in the early 2000s and the late 90s. You know, you had a lot of talent in the JUCO ranks back mm-hmm. then. But um, I don't think it's quite like that now. But, you know, the, I do like his stat line, and I do like his build. I mean, he he has a he has a nice build, you know. So I, I'd say if the kid has a really good work ethic, that's something – only the coaching staff can really speak to. But I wish there was some sort of like a local recruiter guys or national guys that have seen this kid a lot that could really speak on his his talent and his motor. I, I think if the kid's mm-hmm. got a motor, he could actually be a, a good player, um, all joking Maybe. aside, you know. But, you know, if we're going to get a boss and we do get in Baco, it's just – would love to see another guard. I mean, I just don't know if that's Karan Davis. Well, like, I don't know if Karan's a, a guard. Maybe we can go after Arterio Morris. There's a uh, rumor. They don't even have to be a good guard at this point. Like, just a body that can dribble the ball not off their leg. Well, Arterio Morris out of Texas, he he entered the portal. He does have some stuff going on, a domestic assault charge that's pending his court date got pushed back it was a class a misdemeanor i've looked into that i'm not i'll never condone domestic assault so i'll let that process play out uh from what i'm seeing though and from what fans for texas are saying about him and, and everything doesn't sound like it's like as extreme as it could be but i will let that play out i don't because you know you never know what's going to come out in court 
Maybe he's got but the same if everything's blood good, as his coach. If everything's good, uh, there's some rumors that we may go after him. But I'm kind of the point – yeah, I'd love to have him. I think he was the number one point guard in the, what, 2022 class, number 18 or 19 player overall. Uh, some rankings probably differ a little bit, but I think that was overall what I saw. And he would be a he'd be a great get. But again, I'm kind of getting to the point where we keep hearing about dudes. When are we gonna get some visits in here? Kenny Payne has had two transfer portal visits in two off seasons, and he got them both. Sky Clark and Brandon Hatfield Huntley. So he got Huntley them both. Happened. But we need. When are we gonna hear? Like, hey, we hear about these dudes. Like, Muscleman hey, gets two visits a day. Well, and I don't, I've never heard about Zoom meetings. Like sometimes people, like I, I go to these other message boards and it's like so-and-so has a Zoom meeting with this guy. And are we even doing that? I mean, I don't know, guys. And I feel optimistic to an extent when I start hearing these names that we're in on them. But then all of a sudden, nothing. Like when are we going to get some visits, man? Got to yeah. get some visits. You, yeah. When you're, when, you're, when you're recruiting the portal and you have guys that are not familiar with your school, like you got to get a visit. Like mm. you have to. Like I mean, that's if you don't get a visit, I mean, your chances of getting a commitment are almost slim to none. Like mm. I mean, you know, the only reason we got Sky Clark is because we had recruited him last year. Mm. You know, he already knew everything he needed to know. You know, so I mean, that's again, he visited though. <laughs> like right, he visited. <laughs> like yeah. we gotta so, get some visits. Uh, yeah, speaking of I visits. Mean, we had a, a, a Senegal visit recently, uh, a oh, grand wow. safari for Sir Kenny Payne to see Churchill boss. And uh, I, I don't know. We haven't heard much out of that either. I'm hoping we can land Churchill again, though. You start hearing about Mbako. It sounds like he wants both of them. So two more yeah. bigs. With uh, no guards. <laughs> no guards. But, I mean, hey, those are two really good bigs. Yeah. I, I will take them. Again, I I will take I'll take them. Like uh, the, you know, it might it might require the people to sit in the bench, but uh, I don't even know how that would even shake out. Uh, once, uh, you know, once if and when they are on the roster, but you know, again, I, I I'll take my I'll look at that afterwards. You know, mm-hmm. but the the elephant in the room. <laughs> pun intended Africa um <laughs> is that you know it we gotta just keep saying it like he's here all day some ball handlers better get some creators like if, if you don't like the word guard if the word guard is taboo okay we won't say guard you better get some creators and you better get some ball handlers like some ASAP. dream chasers that can dribble does Churchill have a friend yeah. in Africa that wants to come that also knows how to create and dribble a ball no, but it sounds like he's got another seven-foot big guy. That was a rumor I saw today. Like, hey, we're in on a seven-footer now. I'm like, <laughs> okay, it, great. Is that, <laughs> is that the other foreign land beast that he was talking about? I don't know. I don't know. But Churchill, a boss, would be – I mean, that's the mentality we need. We've talked about it on multiple podcasts now. A guy like that can really challenge everybody around him to be better. He, pres- he brings a toughness we desperately need. <laughs> I'd love Land Churchill boss. What's normal is recruitments. He goes over there and then you just hear nothing. And it's He's like, what's he and then all of a sudden? What is he going to commit to Arkansas tomorrow? I just assume everybody's committing to Arkansas. 
Until, I, I would, until told otherwise, you're going to Arkansas. I would be I would be lying if I said I would I am I am excited about the prospect of having like a boss and mm. Dennis Evans and you know those guys at the five and having somebody like Mbako and uh, you know Huntley Hatfield and um, who else am I forgetting? I don't know. I, like I'm oh, excited about having a, a lineup of of Trenton Flowers and Baco and a boss or Dennis Evans out on mm-hmm. the floor together. Like those pieces, I think really could complement each other well. Mm-hmm. But then you're still uh, like we just keep going back to it. It's it's it's, it's an it's impossible to avoid. Like. Who plays the one and the two? Sky Clark's going to play the one, the obviously. But who is going to play that two spot? I guess it would be Mike James. Mike James is going to play the two. Like, so I, I would say that if you've got Sky, a starting lineup of Sky Clark, Mike James, Trenton Flowers and Baco and a boss, Dennis Evans, Huntley Hatfield, like that, that, that roster is – actually could gel well together. Uh, my question would be how well – can uh, Mike James be relied upon to get to break down guys off of screens, get in the lane and kick out for open jumpers? You know, um, I think he showed at times last year that he was definitely capable of doing that late in the shot clock uh, and getting to the free throw line at a decent clip as well. But um, if I had my choice, if I had my druthers, you know, I'd rather have somebody like a, a Nick Timberlake or something. I mean, <laughs> well, that ship sailed. You can. <laughs> well, I know that. I know it's gone. But I'm just saying that's the type of two guard you need. You know, that's that's the one. That's that's it. So, I don't know. I I, I don't want to. I don't want to get too doom and gloom yet. It does. There there are parallels to last uh, off season though, for sure. Um. So. Uh, but I do, I do think that there's there's talent there, and a lot of the pieces will work together. Um, it, the the thing that's going to pull it all together, though, is going to have two more ball handlers on this team. I think you need two more. Like that's you get two more. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here and clap hey, all it, off season. In Baco, there's a insider, as we call him, on the message boards that you know the people that break stuff, and he says. He's talking to another insider, and he's the one insider says it's not a done deal, but it needs to be done quickly in regards to Mbako. And the other guy says, interesting, after checking in tonight, I was told this deal was done and has been done for some time, and this is not coming from anybody associated with the Louisville basketball staff. So that's always a, a key to, to say, like an excerpt, because last year when the, when the staff first started uh, – there was a certain staff members that told us we were getting all these dudes and we didn't get any of them. So yeah. <laughs> it's and become like you, a thing, like, well, who, who'd you hear that from exactly? Because you would think a staff member might be a very credible source, but I think there was a bit of uh, people not on the same page as far as where they really stood. So I don't know, but in Baco, he's going to have the full court. Pre- See, that's my thing. I want to know that if we don't land in Baco, it's because Somebody else outworked us, and we we gave it everything we had to land them. I want the full court press on the guy from the start because all these schools are reaching out, throwing them NIL packages together and, and saying, hey, this is what we can offer you. 
I'm hoping because we anticipated this. Nolan Smith has been in on this guy. I'm hoping that we anticipated that. I'm hoping that we prepared for him to come back and say, hey, I'm here from these other schools, and this is what they're offering. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. That's what I want to say. I'm glad you mentioned that because here's what we're going to offer you, and I know they cannot. And I want to see us just I – don't, I don't want to see us, like, let up at all. How do you like new Jeep Gladiators? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and if you, you don't like, like those, like how about all, a private jet? Do you like an all-blacked-out Jeep Gladiator? Because cross-country Jeep here in Louisville's got some deals for you, buddy. <laughs> I'm starting to think mus- <laughs> Muscleman offers private jets. He's offering <laughs> private something. <laughs> oh, boy, here we go. All right. Coach House, you guys know what positions or areas Manning and Jamison recruit? No. Well, do they recruit anything? Danny Manning landed his Coron Davis. He, he landed Juco Jordan. Juco maybe. Jordan. All right. Connor, can you name all 50 states without looking at your map? Uh, I'm not Connor, but yes. Yes. I can't 100%. Too. I learned a song in alphabetical yeah. order. 50, 50 nifty, baby. Yes, yeah. 50 yeah. Nifty. So, uh, speaking of nifty, I saw some football highlights today from one uh, – is it Katarius Hicks? Is that how you say it? Terry's yeah. Hicks. Hicks. And I want to get into that because I'm telling you, football, I, I, I'm excited. And, and I see that Willie Tyler out of Rutgers, the offensive lineman, I just saw where he is officially confirmed he's visiting. I know we need some help on the O-line. Now, Willie Tyler is a frequent flyer. I think he's been to four schools since he's been in, yeah. been in college. But we need all the help we can get there. But man, I saw. Did you guys see that Twitter uh, feed, or did y'all it? see it on social media? With the, uh, it wasn't Plumber. It was the uh, the Trinity guy. I found that out because a family oh, member wow. actually responded to me on there and said, uh, "It wasn't Plumber, but it was a great pass and it a was. Even better catch." Uh, can we pull up the? Can we pull up the video? We can't because I don't know how to do that. I, I reached out to Ty, but he didn't see it. I guess and. And of course, is it on ask Ashen to not be able to be on here. It was tonight. on. It was on Twitter. It was on. Uh, it was on the Louisville football, um, the main Louisville football Twitter page. I got you. Hold on. Well, if we can't find it, long story short, it was a great throw, and he was covered very well by Brownlee, and he somehow yeah. kept his foot in bounds and caught it right in the corner. I don't think he made it quite to the end zone. I think it was like a half yard short. It was just a beautiful play. And the cameraman, whoever that cameraman was, is the MVP of it all. Because he, he, he tweeted he, he later. He the said, entire play. He, he tweeted later. He said that uh, he got his exercise in today. The cameraman? <laughs> yeah. All right. Hold on. He's a real MVP for that one. I mean, he kept up with that so, entire play. But if you beautiful. haven't, if you haven't seen it, we're gonna we're gonna break it down. Okay. So you got Katarius Hicks on the right. outside. Can y'all see it? No, not yet. Uh, let me add it to the stream. Hold up. All right. Now, uh, how on. do you – yeah, I get, gotta, it, get I it all as one. Overlays. Yeah, you got to get them off. And then, Connor, I think you got to go full screen. Sorry, guys. You know, we're we're still – we're still – we're still on the learning cusp of, of uh, doing this. So, give us a break here. We're going to get it right. 
All right, let me go to full screen. There it is. Okay, like there you. we go. Okay, so before we before we push play, you got Kateri six here on the outside. Brownlee's covering. He's going to uh, looks like almost like a fade route, and um, Brownlee's going to have great coverage. Hicks is actually going to lose his footing. He's going to look down. The quarterback is a timing throw, so the quarterback's going to throw it. Katarius Hicks somehow is able to track this ball mid-flight. The ball's already left the quarterback's hands, and he's able to not only get a burst and create a little bit of separation from Brownlee um, after he regains his footing and then tracks the ball, but he also adjusts his body and then looks over – his outside shoulder to catch this ball. I mean, it's inc- it's an incredible catch. I mean, it's and it's a dime by the quarterback too. I mean, Nathan it's, it's McElroy well done. is the quarterback. Yeah, right. go ahead and play. Emily McElroy is the one that commented. That is, I mean, I that's mean, a dime. Watch, do it, do it one more time. Watch after he after he loses he his footing. After he it. loses his footing. Watch this little – this will show you what kind of speed this kid has. He is able in about a two-yard spoon. Yeah, that's separation. That separation right there is something. Like, that yeah. is – the kid's fast. And if you saw any of his, his highlight videos when he committed and signed with UofL, I know a lot of people were – you know, he's one of our lower-ranked recruits, but the kid – stood out on his tape for his speed throw it out one more time just for just for uh you know third time one one more time i gotta see it one more time man that's just that's impressive that's sick dude it's such a good it's such a good catch um it is it is um you know spring ball baby and you know what i what i love about it is that um it's just little things, right? Like mm-hmm. when you've got a real QB coach like Brom and a real offensive, I, I would say Brom is a very good offensive coordinator. I mean, I don't say that just biasly. He's for easy, you know, he's our guy. I've always thought Brom was a very good play caller. I've always thought he was that. I've, I've always thought he was a good teacher. Um, that that is a sign of 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 teaching already right there just in just in that drill alone like that's improvement to me i don't think we had a lot of quarterbacks that could have done that last year on the roster and you've got a a, a local walk-on trinity kid if he's not a walk-in i apologize man um but you know he's definitely not one of the four players that's being talked about regularly in that qb room right now you know um, he would be fifth on that on you know on that on that right now. Um, so it, you know that's to me that's pretty impressive to me. that's I there's a lot to say about that just that little clip. Yeah, well, Katarius Higgs, the weird thing about him is I remember on signing day, all of a sudden it was like, you know, Katarius Higgs is not going to be coming here now. He's probably going, I believe it was UCF or a smaller Florida, a directional Florida school. And they were like, he's going to go there now. And it just sounded like we weren't interested anymore. And then all of a sudden you started hearing, well, Stan Quan is probably going to go to Cincinnati or somewhere else. He's probably not going to sign. Then all of a sudden 
it's oh Stan Quan is going to sign as is Katarius Hicks. Well, I don't know if that was like a deal breaker. I'm not sure, and I don't know what the story is. So I don't want to. From the outside looking in, it looked like it could have been like, hey, if you don't sign him, I'm not coming. But maybe that wasn't it. But long story short, I, I'm just glad we got Katarius Hicks as well. It seems to me like he's going to be a burner. And somebody compared him. They said if he reaches his maximum potential, his ceiling. Now let me be very clear: ceiling, as in this is if he everything works out perfectly. The ceiling's he's the like a Harry Douglas. So don't <laughs> people don't freak out and say I'm calling him the next Harry Douglas. But I like the comparison of if he is able to work on honing his route running ability, creating separation, using that speed, and if he has great hands, I see it. Not saying it will happen. But I see Harry Douglas. I saw that comp, and I thought, man, that, that's a good – and the fact that he emphasized that would be the ceiling, I would agree, because Harry Douglas was a beast, especially somebody at else said, Somebody else yeah. said Eli Rogers. Yeah. yeah I, what I, I see, you know, we Eli was always a very good route runner. That's mm-hmm. why Eli was so good, is that, yeah. you know, he wasn't the fastest guy, but he knew how to get – he was – his gait – as far as getting in and out of of routes was extremely quick. He had really good hips. He was able to get in and out of his routes very quickly and create separation. And he had good hands. You know, uh, if if Hicks can do that, and then he's got say like Trent Guy speed, you know, uh, for another comparison, you know that that could be something. So um, we're just gonna have to see. I was one of the ones that on signing day when it was looking like Hicks wasn't like last second was not going to be a part of the class. I was kind of starting to, I didn't like that. Like I wanted him to be a part of this class. Cause I, I was high on his speed. Like I, I saw enough from him that I was like, this dude could be somebody for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I was always high on him. Uh, me and my buddy, Chris, were always very pretty high on him. Um, you know, it, there are there were a lot of changing parts obviously the stuff with um Ruben Owens and DeAndre Moore happening like that may have freed up a scholarship you know which allowed him to become part of the the fold again there and we were just getting you know we were getting delayed information you know so but I am glad that he's a part of this class I think he's gonna really I think he's gonna end up being a valuable piece here so um you know, I you know we got the spring game what Friday, right? I mean, right. Next Friday. Cow Chow says next. thoughts on the quarterback. Next room. Friday. It's scary. Um, quarterback room is Jack Plummer, and if Jack Plummer gets hurt, then we are probably in trouble. I mean, that was a great throw by Nathan McElroy, and maybe he's a beast. Maybe that's a consistent thing, but I'm not going to take one throw and extrapolate it onto him being consistently able to do that i have no idea he was a walk-on but he's a local guy and brahm is known to take walk-ons and and make something out of them but with that being said i don't have enough of a sample size to know i i am just hoping that jack Plummer stays healthy because i think it's a big risk yeah doesn't i think next year will be better uh which i mean we got 248 point he says you he says brahm has gotten two quarterbacks committed in five months so i guess this quarterback room is not as scary as it was in years past yeah i mean we used to hear in this sad era that the quarterback room was just too too much for other quarterbacks they they didn't feel like they could compete and that was always bullshit to be honest so (laughs) i'm just glad to see that we have an actual quarterback coach who 
knows what he's doing, who can actually get us quarterbacks. It's great. I feel like we're forgetting a quarterback. I know we've there's Caleb Johnson in the backup, and we've got Evan Conley. Who's another guy? Isn't there somebody there's, else? Uh, there's offensive lineman the way he's putting on the pounds, and that's Brock Doman. Oh, Doman. Doman, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I, I knew he's looking more like else. a right guard. <laughs> I knew there was somebody else. You know, I, honestly, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past Brom to have Conley out there in some gadget plays because Conley does. I know you, you're, you're squinting. Like, oh, I, I can't. Sure. Listen, I, I can't picture man, but hey, listen. He's got sneaky wheels. I'm telling wheels. you, Brom, Brom is a thinker, man, okay? And the stuff we've been hearing from spring practice is that they've been doing a lot of really fun and interesting stuff in the screen game, in the misdirection. Double, and Double flea flicker reverse. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's probably not one you're going to dial up too often, okay? But I will say, if you could have somebody like Conley – lined up either split out in the back or just outside and you could get him the ball and then have him do a little gadget pass from behind the the line of scrimmage and have a couple of linemen kick out and uh you know form a little bit of a blocking assignment there with a wide receiver like you could run some gadget plays there. Like that's all I'm gonna say. Like, well, I mean, plus, plus Conley can run a little bit. We know he can run. If like, Kenny Payne can trot Dennis Evans out there as a point guard, then hey, why can't Jeff Brom <laughs> use Evan Conley in a trick play? I mean, okay, positionless so, football, hey, baby. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the point guard now. Positionless football. Now. <laughs> We've got to have Evan Conley as a as a running back, and we're gonna have a uh, Brian Rock Hudson Rock as wide receiver. Brock Dolman's playing center, and he's gonna, and then he's gonna come uh, in motion, and, and Brian Hudson's gonna get a jet sweep. Yes, and he's gonna house it. Yes. Positionless football. No, so you heard it. it you heard it on the third football. banner pod first. Positionless no, I, football. So hey. I went to practice what two weeks ago. Yeah, and no, I heard yeah. that Evan Conley's feeling better than he has in the past like three years. Yeah. Because we thought that he was done with football last year. He's not. He is going through practice 100%. He's ready to go. So, did you see, the, I'm, did you I'm see Mark you, Ivy I, throwing shade? <laughs> he threw a little shade. Let's talk about Mark Ivy throwing a little shade. Now, I don't think he intentionally meant to, but the question was kind of set up where if you're not really – you know, being conscientious of what they're asking you, you can kind of slip. And they they asked them, well, what do you notice? You know, you were with Satterfield staff for so long. And and how are you feeling now being at Louisville? And he just flat out, he was like, well, I don't remember exactly what he said. I don't want to misquote him, but I know it came – basically, long story short, it was, you know, I had a good, good run with Satterfield, but the momentum here has never been this good and the energy's not been this good. And he said he, he said he's known Sash since like 91 or 93 yeah. or something. And, you know, he said we, we did some really good things in that last staff tenure, but it's, it's noticeably different when I'm walking my dog, you know, yeah. when I'm, he's like the, the, the vibe around the town and around the locker room is just different. And, and he said, Jody, and Jody, you know, you see me walking my dog all the time. <laughs> it feels different. <laughs> I want to know how Jody's living in the same neighborhood as Mark Ivy. That's what I want to know. 
That's, I don't know. It's all those ten dollars subs, man. Paramount Not Plus, one of baby. Them. <laughs> Next time on Cast. Uh, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I just I found it interesting. He said that the, the energy and the momentum haven't been this 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 positive, and and things haven't been this good that he's ever seen it since he's, he's ever seen it. So, and so basically yeah. saying like, yeah, okay, our staff's gone. See ya. That's what I got out of it. But uh, yeah, let's see. Neil got out, says, I got out that he likes walking his dog. Neil's in here. He says uh, Conley would beat Lamar Jackson in a foot race is what Ross is saying. <laughs> well, he'd probably beat him to sign a contract at this point. You about people right. Definitely don't want Plummer to get hurt, but that is probably the deepest the position. This is probably the deepest the position has been in a while. Well, I mean, yeah, true. That's like saying, I don't know, a good That's like saying analogy, our center position on basketball is deep. Too. That's like saying I have more money than I did when my bank account was in the red and now I make a minimum wage and you know, I live with my mom. I, I mean, so look, I, I know there's deal. a I know it's there's like, a okay, huge... yeah, it's better, but it's not where we need to be. But I think next year it will be. I know that there is a huge separation from plumber to everybody else. Okay. Mm. All I'm saying is I do have some confidence with Brom, uh, you know, taking Doman and or taking Conley or and or taking Caleb Johnson McElroy. and and, and, and or McElroy. And, you know, I, I, I think that guy's probably fifth, but anyways, like we're, I have totally confidence about Pierce. I'm gonna pull a Tron and yeah, just say like McElroy the beast, and I'm Shit. just gonna pump him up nonstop in a Discord. Yeah. There you go. That there's Pierce too. Like okay, like I'm not. I'm a. I'm with the tech. I'm. I'm with that. I'm with that. That that listener right there. Like I think the QB room is gonna be okay. I, I like. Think I'm it not too. Yeah, I mean, it, as long as Plummer doesn't suffer a season-ending injury. I think we have guys that could fill in for a few games and help. Plus the schedule. We've all talked about the schedule. The schedule lines up really well for us. Okay. Um, so I, I just think I'm not, I'm not really all that worried about the QV room. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I could probably end up punching myself uh, probably seven months from now, but um, I'm just really not like I, I, I got confidence and, and Jeff, I've got confidence in Brian to get these guys ready if if and when they they get called into action. I just do. Neil says basically it's nice being on a staff that isn't boring in this light. I've always <laughs> felt like Scott Satterfield was a cracker barrel guy. Like I just feel <laughs> like he's the type of dude that like that was his favorite restaurant. That he was would go in there and get the, he would go in there and get the chicken dumplings. And he'd be like, oh. <laughs> I don't know. He's he never, ain't not that there's anything wrong with Cracker Barrel. <laughs> but can't you just picture that man in his visor waiting like 25 minutes out there shopping for knickknacks for Beth? Yeah. Before he goes in there and eats chicken and dumplings. Hey, look at this, Beth. This penguin, it craps, uh, it craps uh, eggs out of its uh, rear end right here. Look at this. This is a good little Christmas toy. It's good stocking stuffer right here. I mean, come on. Yeah, he's <laughs> gonna love him up here, guys. I saw I saw something about Sat recently. Jim Rome, he went on Jim Rome. I just happened to be listening as I was driving. God, why? And he he did the all shucks thing and all that. I was like, Satterfield's coming on here. What? I just happened to like turn it on as I was going, and 
Jim Rome was basically pleading with Cincinnati fans to give him a chance. That's how bad it is. It's like, please just give him a chance. Like, there's no excitement around it. I like, think he's – I think he's – I'm just going to say it. I don't care. I, I thought he is and always was a phony. I thought it was yeah. all just a show game. And it, I'm sorry, nobody's that clean and that nice and blah, 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 that level of coaching. I'm sorry. I'm jaded. If you're, su- if you're successful and you can make it to that level and you've actually been able to parlay one D1 job into another one, all that – persona is it's a it's a it's a publicist image pr thing it's 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 not real i never believed it and we saw it we we saw it in the end i I, it doesn't have anything to do with him taking another job that's fine i'm glad you did but we saw different things after the fact of his true character coming through i bet satterfield only tipped 15 percent minimum at cracker barrel I, I don't think I've ever been like, I guess that morning, because we were talking about it today, like that morning, I don't know if I was happy or if I was like in shock. Like, I, I was didn't pumped. Know. Like, yeah. Well, okay. I, I thought we were stuck with him. Well, because I thought, <laughs> you know, he was going to transfer for after talking to mom that morning. She was like, oh shit, what are we going to do? Like, I'm like, I have no idea, but I would just chill for a minute and see what happens and now he's happy so let's let's just throw it and yeah. let's just say that yeah that's good yeah yeah so well, so we've got these uh like i said we had the offensive lineman from Rutgers, willie tyler he's supposed to be visiting soon we did hear beanie bishop is at west virginia that's where he's committed to we thought we were going to land him initially he's a louisville guy as far as being a local kid but i guess they offered a I saw sixty thousand dollars up front for NIL deal, and they told him he could up front. So they told him he could play to some offense. Is, he could return some kicks. I mean, sounds like I mean, and you're talking about Neil Brown. He's on his last leg over there. Of course he is. He he has the UK stench all over him. He can't get rid of that. So he he went to West Virginia, and he's not he's not succeeded very much. So he's just throwing everything he can. I don't blame Beanie Bishop. Uh, best of luck to you, but he would have been great addition to the secondary. I still think we need one more now that Beanie's not coming. I think we need to find somebody else. I think we need two more linemen. And it sounds like Willie Tyler from Rutgers uh, is visiting soon. And then I'm hoping we land another one. And I'm hoping we land him, land another one. And then do we uh, uh, do we know anything about the Texas A&M guy that put his name in the portal? I've not he's heard a, us. He's a center yeah. though. I don't. I don't think we oh, need well. a center. No, yeah, we don't. We need a center. Because we have two. We got Hudson and we got Austin Collins. And yeah. we've also got Sanker. Yeah. Sank Tank. Sank Tank. But yeah, hey, so speaking, we got some young of, guys up just, and coming. Yeah, yeah. Let I want to give a shout out to uh to Sanker and um oh uh Luke Burgess the, the left, Eats. Luke Yeah, Burgess? yeah. The, the left tackle. Well, I'm drawing a blank right now. Luke Burgess? Burgess, yeah. Yeah for their for their uh LNM eats, uh, you know. I think I enjoyed the the pilot episode for those guys. If y'all haven't seen it, go check it out. Um, I, I think it's great, man. I think it's I think it's awesome. I think they're so likable. Um, I, I just I, I'm a, I'm gonna enjoy that run. I mean, I I think that 
I think the two of them together are funny. I, I love seeing them indulge in uh, all the foodiness that Louisville is because we are a good foodie town. And food is something that makes me extremely happy. And I'm glad to see some other dudes that really appreciate food, you know? So, like, I think it's great. I think it is. I think it's. So, Luke Madden, what he's trying to say is if you need new spots, hit him up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll tell you where to go, man, because this don't happen on accident. (laughs) Well, and so I think in a portal, a couple of linemen. And then a couple of linebackers. We need two linebackers bad. We desperately need a couple of, of linebackers. I think Stan Quan Clark is going to be a beast in time. I think he's going okay. to see the field early and be forced into that because of the lack of depth of that position right now. But he may struggle at first. I don't know. Uh, sounds like A.J. Vongfashan, the Utah State guy. I can still say his name. It's crazy. Uh, we thought we might be in on him. It sounds like he's narrowed his list of four schools. We are not on it, so he is not yeah. an option. And I haven't heard anything about any other linebackers at this time. But the portal opens May 1st for football. <laughs> or is it April 15th, Connor? Open Saturday. Open Saturday. Okay, yeah. They changed it. April 15th. So it opens April 15th. And, and I'm Thank hoping you, Portal can... God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping that we hit the ground running and – the good news about portal recruiting and football is I don't think we're going to hear all this ambiguity and, oh, we might be in on this guy. I think we may have reached out and, oh, he's going to commit tomorrow and then it's three weeks from now and, and then he commits to Marshall or some other school out of left field. So I don't think you're going to hear as much of that with football. I think we're going to have a clearer picture. I mean, there's people that change their minds. Beanie Bishop is a good example. But I'm excited about portal recruiting and football. I'd like to be excited about it in basketball. It's just uh, it, it almost it drives me crazy in basketball. But well, you know what the difference is, right? We talked about it earlier the football. The, the well, that's that's part of it. That's that's more about pleasing the fans, I guess. You know, but and and play in like meeting your fans' expectations. The bigger difference is that the football staff gets visits. The basketball staff has a hard time seeming to get a visit. Um, so, you know, again, if you can get a visit, that's a big, big deal. That's it. Uh, get visits. Yeah. Think about it. The the visits that we know we've gotten for basketball. Sky Clark, Juco Jordan, Brandon Huntley <laughs> Hatfield, Trenton Flowers, Dennis Evans. Get visits, you get commits. That's the only yep. way to do it. I don't uh let's see. Couch House says we actually just got offered a linebacker from Jackson State, teammate of Kevin Coleman. Okay, good. Who just, who just finished an OV at UK. Really? Well surely we get him a real speaking bomb. of speaking of UK, I'm really glad that Beanie Bishop didn't go there at least. I will just say that. So uh, you know, I I want to. I think that's going to be a big uh, emphasis of Brom and this staff is making sure that all the in-state kids know where they need to be going again, and that's U of L. So, uh, this linebacker kid would have two years. That's good. You know, I, I, you know, normally I would, I would, I would scoff at a Jackson State, but 
the amount of talent that Dion and them were able to get down there in a very short amount of time, they, they clearly can um, assess football talent. They know what they're looking for and they seem to be able to get, uh, they knew how to put guys into a position uh, to where they would excel. And they also knew how to get guys to um, uh, be able to play for them. So the, those are guys that they had players that knew how to be coached as well. Um, so I would be all about getting that kid. And I don't know a single thing about him, just to be honest. He's yeah, a I'm a he has two years to play. That's all we need to know. Yeah. Uh, does does he have other or what other offers does he have? He was yeah, that's just all on, we need to know. We're recruiting guys, man. He can't just go all that guard. He was just on an OV to UK, so he just got a SEC. Well, that tell me they may stink just because they've been beating us lately. That just means we stunk worse. <laughs> I don't care about UK. I'm sorry. I don't care that they beat us three or four times. Satterfield was like submissive to him, like oh, G G golly. Uh, Mark, I don't want to offend you at all. You let me know if I need to tone it down. That's what he did. I mean, look at last year's game. I'm about to go on a rant. Like, we were running all over them, and he was like, oh, golly shucks, Mark. Let me top run the ball on you and throw a couple of wiffle ball passes out there. And, uh, you know, they'll just they'll be 10 yards short, and then you guys will beat us by, like, your typical 20 or 30 points. And so, I don't know. UK sucks is my point. I don't I don't look at you guys now. Any UK fans on here, your football team still sucks. We've sucked worse. That's about the that's about the and, end. And so a guy Scott, going to UK on official visit, don't care. You suck. Scott Satterfield was George McFly. And now we have the son. Yeah. Don't get twisted. We have the you son have, Jeff Brom, UK has aka basketball. Marty we McFly. And Marty, Marty McFly will punch Biff square in the effing face. Yeah. And that's what Jeff's gonna do. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh yes. Yeah, we we hired we hired a dud as far as rivalries go. I don't think that's going to be a problem this time. May take us a year to get back to where we should be, but it's not going to take long. And, and UK, you guys have basketball. I'll give you that. Even when we're doing really well, you have basketball. But when we're doing well in football, you do not have that, and you do not get that. So enjoy your little uh, respite from the rivalry that you've had. Wasn't Sad's first game against UK when he bitched about the L's down stuff? Yeah, yeah. So that's when you knew. You were like, well, this dude, did this dude's this never dude been a rivalry in his life. The biggest rivalry he has is with the Cracker Barrel waitresses when they don't bring out his, <laughs> his biscuits in time and they're not hot <laughs> enough. Like, seriously? <laughs> I asked for strawberry jelly, dang it. Yeah, yeah. Dang it. That's a rivalry. I asked for strawberry, dadgummit. Yeah, things are about to change with that. It may, it may not happen this year, but it may. It may. We get them at home, don't we? Yep. It may. Dude, it's gonna be so. It's gonna be so live in there. They don't have that. Every everybody knows on the sidelines anymore, so they got to figure out who the quarterback is. Both fan bases feel it. That you you can tell that there's there there is a. There, there is a there's a precipice here, and and you know it, it's it's there for the taking right now. And they they know there's a chance that, and I just think the timing lines up too. Okay, like I agree that Barnhart did a good job. I, I hate that we're even talking about UK, but I, I just do it real quick. Barnhart did a good job 
in the end, he proved to be right that keeping Stoops around longer ended up being a good thing because it gave their program stability, which allowed them to take their program to a height that they've never even had in football. Okay. But that was what, also – like, seven games? Yeah, they still suck. I mean, but that was also at the, at the expense of us falling. Right. You know, it right. was all – it was all really good timing. Now you've got Stoops that's kind of been there a while. And, yes, he's established. You've got all this new juice coming back into Louisville. And we're, you know, we're right. we're reaching deep down into our loins again. And, you know, and we're well, just, you know, we, we're feeling we got we got our we got our testosterone back like we've got. We've got everything. Look, all we into had to do to win last year was keep running the football. That's it. We win that game. They could not stop us, and we just quit doing it. So it's like I can't even like, yeah, you guys won. Congratulations. Literally because we had an idiot on offense that didn't know. I'm sorry. I'm not even trying to be – I mean football-wise. You may be a good person. I, was, I don't know. I don't care. He's not. It was an idiotic – it was an idiotically coached game, just like most of the – or all the games in the rivalry. But that one was, to me, worse than the blowouts even. Because it was there. At least the blowouts, it was like from the moment that the game started, like we weren't ready. And it's bad, that's bad. But this game, our guys were actually, we had a good plan, was coming together, and then sat just freaking crapped his pants in a rivalry like he always does and just decided to go away from the one thing on offense that was working. They could not stop Jawar Jordan. And I just, just, I'll, I'll, just never, like, I'll never understand. Just it. like when they couldn't stop um, JV and Hawkins either. No, and it's like he. That's not going to happen to Brom. I hope to God not. I don't think it will. I think if we're if something's working, he's going to keep going to it. And if something's not working, he's going to make adjustments. Well, I mean, to me, if Brom has one thing under as a feather in his cap over Sat, it's that he's always showed no matter where he was, he understands the intensity and the importance of a rivalry, and more mm. importantly, wins those games. His record in rivalry games, I think, is very good. So, and yeah, you know, I don't know who Western's rival was per se, but when he was at Purdue, he was beating Indiana, and Indiana was a good. That's probably that's probably some of the best. In, that's probably some of the best teams that Indiana's had in a really long time. And that's why know? they tried to back out of our series because they knew Brown was going to come up there and whip them. Well, yeah, and they stink now. Ross, yeah, seemed like a fun guy. I want a golf Saturday. Yeah, let's do it, man. <laughs> we need a fourth. We need a fourth on Saturday. Uvell's win streak starts this That's year. Kenny. I'm sure Kenny will. Folding chair pregame. <laughs> hey, Kenny. Kenny's busy. With what? Cut it out. Kenny. Kenny's. Kenny's busy. He's got to. He's got to get some visits. <laughs> All right. Well, I think you know it's getting kind of late, fellas. Do you guys have anything else you all want to talk about, or according to Trevor, this up? according to Trevor, JUCO Jordan and Dennis Evans have signed their NLIs, and their post is coming out tomorrow. Okay. Okay. I can't wait to see their skateboard videos. Um, sign it, JUCO Jordan. <laughs> Do you put the Jumpman logo on there? I want to see. I want to see a seven foot one guy on a skateboard. By God, <laughs> I want to see a seven foot one point guard. I think we're gonna get our wish. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right. I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up. Any final words, Ross? 
No, man. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm keeping it optimistic. Let's just let's get some visits. We just got to get some visits from the football. I mean, not the football, the basketball staff. Let's get some visits. Get some guys in here, and let's give ourselves a chance, okay? Like you got to get the visits lined up, and I feel a lot better. To me, that would be improvement in itself, uh, and a and a maturation process from the staff. So, cool. All right, Connor, you got any last words? Portal open Saturday. We'll see who's leaving. They have 15 days. So that gives them what what the spring game's on the 21st. That gives them nine days to make the decision after the spring game. Cool. There you go. We will see what happens. Hey, uh, shout out to uh, UofL248. Uh, DM me on – or message me on Twitter – at Ross Pro, R O S S P R O, um, about Tanglewood. Uh, we might be playing there Saturday, actually. Um, so message me on Twitter at Ross Pro. We can talk about it. There you go. Uh, my final words are land some visits, Kenny. We need more yeah. visits. That's it, man. We just need we just need some more portal visits. So uh, we're we're gonna be good, guys. I mean, we're gonna you know we would we'll be back next week. We're gonna be good though. Um, I, I'm gonna stay optimistic for right now until we have no reason, like the summer came last year. Then then we can worry. But until then, let's be fair. Um, I I, I do I, it's, since we're on it, we're getting out of here. Um, had a hor- horrible tragedy this week in Louisville. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, what happened at Old National Bank? Uh, nobody, none of us should have to live through these, uh, even one. Um, my heart goes out to all the the victims, their families, their friends that lost their lives in such a heinous act. It's an unthinkable act. Um, you know, I, I'm a big proponent of mental illness and people getting help for mental illness. Um, I won't ever shy away from that. I, I am one that I, I am uh, that hits very close to home. So um, I, I, I don't excuse the act from the, the suspect at all. Um, but I, I, I do feel extremely bad um, that somehow in some way society has maybe failed that young man. And I feel extremely bad. And it's oftentimes easy to forget that those suspects have family, too. Um, they are also victims in this. And uh, if you heard that 911 call today uh, that was released from the public to the public uh, from his mother, as a parent myself, I could not imagine. Um, my heart goes out to his parents and his family. Yeah. Um, just awful. And, you know, I hope that some sort of change comes. Yeah. Uh, it, so and the piggyback we can just. On- uh, it, we, we, we need things to change. So yeah. um, let's, let's just uh, pull together and everybody just, just be nice to one another and try to be empathic and try to have some empathy and, and compassion for people. Um, and, you know, I really think that that could go a long way. Yeah. So. To piggyback on that, the, the parents uh, see, I'm already seeing a lot of hate towards his parents comments about the, the situation and, I'll say it's uh, I, uh, mental health is my background. It's, it's my educational background. It's my career. You don't always 
you don't always know the whole picture and you don't know that the parents didn't do things. I've seen a lot of things directed at those parents that they weren't there and, and it's their fault. You don't know that. So it's a mental health is very complex, multi-layered, and there's a lot more to it than, than what you see at the surface. Obviously what happened is a tragedy and it's, 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 it's something I'll be looked into for a long time as far as what the potential triggers could have been but it's a tragedy and we all just need to come together and not sometimes that point in the finger pointing starts right off the bat. And it's like, I get it. It's out. It's a fear-based reaction, but we need to come together. It's the only way you're going to get past these things and openly discuss them, come together and look at positive ways to grow, especially with mental health. So it's, it's, it's a tragedy. It, it's happening across the country way too much. One time's too many, but the, the amount that it's happening lately, it, it's, it's, it's a major problem and we all need to come together and, and it's not as simple as a blanket solution. So it's going to, it's a multi-layer unit or multi-variables that are contributing to this. And the only way we're going to be able to get move beyond this and grow is to address all of them, be open-minded. So with that being said, not going to take any more of y'all's time. Um, uh, we'll see y'all next week, probably Wednesday at nine o'clock. Uh, that's typically when we try to do it. So if everybody else is good, we're going to end this, and I'll end it with a go cards. Make sure to like, subscribe, share, do whatever. There you go. Yeah, like, Peace, love, uh, and go banner. cards. Peace, love, Bring go cards. On. That way every every Wednesday at 9, you're ready to roll with us. All right, thank you all for listening. It'll all be right, available guys. on Spotify, on, on Google, on Apple, and all that probably sometime tomorrow. All right, I'm signing out. Goodbye and good night. Go cards. <laughs>